0: Thank you so much for coming tonight, and for those of you that were unable to make it, thank you for joining us on live stream. This is a Sunday evening that we look forward to, of all Sunday evenings every year, and this is obviously the first time in quite a long time we've been able to have this service, so we're excited and glad that you're here to celebrate God's faithfulness to us. Lamentations chapter 3, we sing the refrain often in one of our most favorite hymns. The Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And that's what we celebrate. First Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 24. Uh, faithful is he who has called us, who will also bring it to pass." That's his very nature. God is faithful to himself, he's faithful to his decrees, he's faithful to us in Christ. We discussed that this morning in the morning service. And he's faithful to demonstrate his grace through you all. And so tonight's just really a celebration of that particular attribute of our Creator, his faithfulness. And there's numerous ways that we do that. So let's start with a word of prayer, and then we'll commence with the next hour or so here. Lord, we thank you so much for your steadfast love to us in Christ. We thank you for um, numerous ways, really innumerable ways that you've been faithful to us, because you've been faithful to us in your Son. We haven't really had this service for two years, and 24 months have gone by and we could really spend the next 24 months just recounting the myriad of ways that you've been faithful to us in the previous. And Lord, we, um, we, we thank you. We, we recognize you this evening as a family for the character of your faithfulness and the consistency of your faithfulness, and for the people of your faithfulness gathered here uh, together. and uh, Tonight's a, a night to rejoice with those who rejoice uh, because of your faithfulness, and we look forward to doing so uh, this evening. In Christ's name we pray, amen. All right. You have been given. Oh, it fell. It fell? Sweet. You like that? Sorry. Hope everyone on live stream at least heard some prayer. <laughs> maybe the mic. Maybe the mic was on here. Thank you to Pastor Steve Courtney and the folks in the office for putting together uh, our two-year yearbook. Um, yep. You should. You'll notice um, the front, the the cover is celebrating the faithfulness of God through um, Joe's life. And that was memories of his car parade just when we entered into the pandemic. Uh, there's lots of neat tidbits of information throughout the whole um, annual report. Uh, you'll see 44 new births. You'll see numerous places where numbers. um, There's been 60 foundations, Bible studies, that have begun, 246 children at day camp, 83 campers at VBS 2020. Uh, And a tough year. People that were followed up on, 386 GLBI students, individual students, 1.2,000 1.2,000 thank you and gift cards sent to the Menner Schools. You see those numbers throughout here 5,000 Easter outreach invitations sent. And the bottom of page 13, 573 people attending disciple making events. Um, underneath the uh, Ministry of Arch Ministries, 18 events and fellowships and teaching opportunities, 400 pastors at the National Pastors Fellowships. Um, You supported sending out 6,000 Christmas mailers, 10 GLBI classes, and um, if you go all the way to page 20, there's 15,800 discipleship materials distributed across the country and across the world in the last two years. You see that number again at the bottom of page 20, and uh, I always love what we'll get to in a little bit on page 21. celebrating God's faithfulness through uh, membership recognition. Those have been members for 10, 20, 30, uh, and 40 years. Uh, Page 24. Um, 8,800 foundations. um, Just people beginning the disciple-making journey. 3,500 simple Christianities that have been printed and sent out to Arch churches, 2,200 of the walk and 932 other resources through our website. Um, Love to celebrate the faithfulness of our international missionaries there on page number 23. Uh, I know that you use the website as a prayer list for missionaries. You're welcome to take this and use this as well. And we look forward to adding more and more. Uh, as the years go on. Um, But praise the Lord for his faithfulness. And those are just a few pieces of information that remind us of his faithfulness. I would encourage you to uh, go back through the whole yearbook and just take time to read the blessings that uh, folks have written um, among us that we've reported to you. And I think your hearts will be tremendously encouraged. I've read the whole thing, and uh, my heart was encouraged. I know you will be as well, not to mention it's just beautifully laid out and, uh, very encouraging to keep. I kind of keep these in my office as your books, and it's been a blessing to see how God's grace has, um, spiritually and physically grown us, uh, over the years for sure. Okay. Um, we want to get on to, uh, more positive things. I'm going to ask Mr. Hickson to come and, uh. I'm sure as you were leafing through here, you found the um, annual budget or the financial report on page 15. so if you want to turn there, uh, we'll get down to business and celebrate God's faithfulness to us uh, in providing for us uh, through His people. Uh, so Mr. Hickson, come and uh, share these things with us. And um, a lot of information will be emailed to you and um, we will always remain after this service, uh, budget committee members to answer any questions that you have, uh, as well. Okay. Mr.
1: Pastor Tim was asking me when I first came in, how long have we been doing this? And it's been over 30 years that I've been doing this. And, uh, so I was reflecting as I was putting this together some a little bit of a narrative. And uh, going back to what our annual business meetings were like. You see that chart there going back to 1991 and our budget reflected pretty much what those offerings were um, under two, three, four hundred thousand, 400000 and we're up to $1.4 and uh, I used to have eight to ten slides, graphs, numbers like you wouldn't believe. I mean, I was really in my element. And <laughs> it was a lot of fun, you know, and, and as I was reflecting, you know, as I looked out, all I could see was this glassy look in everybody's eyes, you know, with these big question marks above their head, you know, what's he talking about? And um, so I get one slide, <laughs> and two graphs <laughs> it, it's, it's sort of like our board meetings you know uh, our sleepover board meetings and uh, I was thinking now we have a zoom so we can stay at home and hit the mute turn the camera off and go to sleep <laughs> Pastor Tim or whoever Steve is running the meetings but <laughs> anyway good technology so anyway, I'll get into our, my talk. I'll try not to repeat a whole lot of what's in here. don't have a lot of numbers, but I do have a lot of blessings. And uh, as I've stated here in my annual report, when we entered the fiscal year, uh, little did we know uh, what our new normal was going to be and what our ministry and worship was going to look like. Uh, but God had prepared us. Uh, we found that our worship didn't depend on a building. Uh, Our fellowship didn't depend on events. Uh, We had become connected through a discipleship culture both one-on-one and in small groups. Uh, We discovered that God had prepared us with gifted leadership and individuals with uh, talents and abilities. And the fact that technology had advanced to the point where we could connect virtually and and minister virtually but God had also prepared us financially Um, when the economy was shut down uh, many families were faced with the prospect of maybe unemployment other financial issues relative to uh, illness or quarantine and as a church we really didn't know what to expect either you know how that financial impact was going to impact our offerings, um, our ability to possibly meet benevolent needs. Um, so, but, we had prepared a budget with contingencies in place. That was our design. We had modest reserves that were able to meet emergencies. But most importantly we had a congregation that understood God's faithful provision and we're willing to continue to worship in their giving. Just a few statistics. I got to have some statistics. Uh, our budget last year was um, put together in January, February, and it was approved by the elders and deacons. But it never got to the congregation for a vote because we never had this meeting, and we didn't have a means of voting. But as leadership, and we, we did adopt it as a means of the guidance and um, to use and it was approved by the elders and for the year as you'll read here our offerings and our offering I'm sorry our offerings exceeded our operating budget by 9% that totaled $111,000 over what we had planned in our operating budget and we were 97% of our blessing budget and so that was really a blessing. And in addition to the regular giving, our regular offerings, designated gifting to our one legacy building program, um, the, the project totaled $166,000. So we were able, in combination with surplus from our operating budget and the $166 designated, put in to the building program $266,000. In a year that we were wondering, you know are we going to get through and if that wasn't enough, we had a fifty thousand dollar Christmas offering goal, and we hit eighty nine thousand so God had prepared our congregation for faithful worship and giving um, when you when you see the chart up here the um, the average year to year growth in total giving, which would be the normal offerings and the building program or one legacy in our, in our recent case uh, since 1995 has been 8% and even since the last um, 11 years since 2010 we've had an, a year over year average growth of 8% which I think in today's among today's churches that's pretty much unheard of but it speaks to God's goodness and, and faithful ministry here Now the pie chart, my second of two graphs, with three percentages, (laughs) that's all I get. Uh, But it illustrates how uh, we balance, how balanced we are committed to, illustrates the balance that we are committed to maintain and keeping our spending in line with our uh, mission statement. Um, uh, Now a detailed breakdown of each category um, looks like this, two page, should have already been sent to you. I believe received by email or regular mail. Um, if you haven't received one, see me after the service and I can I can get that to you. Um, but in this year's plan, in this year's plan uh, we're we able to restore fellowship activities that were curtailed last year. Um, and without the need of additional pandemic-related expenses, uh, we have included funding for <clears throat> major maintenance issues uh, and also funding of the building project in both the Grace and the Blessing budgets. Uh, by the way, one of the other maintenance things we were able to, do, to accomplish this last year was put a new roof on the on a auditorium here, uh, about $28,000 and we had those reserves set aside over the years in our uh, capital uh, improvements fund and we're able to replenish that in this year's coming budget now for those of you who may not be familiar with or just or still confused by the grace and the blessing budget terminology uh, what it really means it simply represents a basic operating plan of necessary ministry expenses by God's grace that's the grace budget but what we would really like to do like to accomplish to move the ministry forward by God's blessing so that's the grace and the blessing budget now our real goal is to attain the blessing budget Uh, and, uh, and if God so chooses to abundantly bless us we have a plan for that too so we found over the years that once you establish a vision and a strategic plan for the year, short term and long term, you can stay on track whether you have a setback or a windfall if you've planned for it, and that, that's our goal in uh, in this three-tier plan budget process. So, um, finally. I would like to acknowledge the work of Tyler Teske as what he has done in the past two years uh, effectively taking over the majority of the accounting functions that I've been doing over the years as well as receiving fulfilling all the bookstore orders and if you look at those last pages I think you handled most of those thousands of walk and Simple Christianities and Foundations books and other resources in mailing them. Plus, assisting Pastor Tim and assisting Pastor Steve. So, Tyler, thank you very much. And uh, we may see him up here next year. That's my goal. Uh, and I'm, I'm pleased also to report that. We received a clean report last year from an outside accounting firm uh, that we've employed to perform an annual audit of our financial records and internal control procedures. So I was pleased to see that. So thank you for your faithfulness. You know, it makes our job much easier. And um, again, if you if you don't have, uh, if you did not get a copy of the budget or if you have any questions. Tyler, I think, will be outside after the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or see me. Okay. In fact, I'm leaving town on Monday, so okay. I'll be back. Well
0: Thank you, Mr. Hixon. Um Again, any questions that you have or discussions, we'll, we'll be here. We're not going anywhere after the service. Uh, please feel free. If you've not seen any of this yet, um, I'm pretty confident that it was emailed to you uh, some time ago, uh, so please check your inboxes. Uh, hopefully it hasn't gone to spam. Uh, but if you don't find the email of the budget in either place, please let us know, as Mr. Aikson said. And um, I think Mr. Aikson's Mr. been doing this for just south of 35 years. And uh, so when I was applauding, I was applauding for gratitude for both Tyler and Dave. Um, That's a long time for one guy to oversee all that. And uh, so we praise God for all those years. be formally recognized when you formally step down from that position, we'll recognize you tonight for, and um, I'm sure, um, much great, much gratitude to your wife too for allowing you to do it for all those years, those, lots of, lots of conversations and phone calls from anxious pastors to your home at odd hours. (laughs) And always on Johnny on the spot with good help and great answers and encouragement to us as pastors uh, to be sure. We also had sent to you a couple of amendments that I hope you've read through uh, by email. Um, We will be voting on a number of things just after the morning service next week. And one will be the budget. Uh, There will be two people nominated that have been nominated uh, or re-nominated. Uh, Carol Turkelson as church clerk, and then uh, Zach Miley for Lifetime Deacon. Uh, we did meet as a nominating committee. We probably received more, received more nominations this year than we ever had before. Um, uh, there were a handful of men on the nominating committee that thought, you know, uh, and this happened right at the last two minutes of the meeting um, someone spoke up and said you know pastor we've been apart for a year and there's a lot of people that haven't even got to know a lot of people and since we're supposed to know people well in order to nominate them well maybe we should hold off any new nominations just for this annual meeting vote and, um, and they reminded me that nominations for leadership positions are open all year round and for those of you that were here decade, or through the decades, we used to be only able to nominate one time a year. You can nominate year-round for deacon or elder. Uh, so just know that the nomination process, it, there's a formal process in which it opens before the annual meeting, but you can nominate anyone throughout the year. Uh, so that's why you don't see any other names for this year. And I thought it was wise. I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with it. It wasn't something that I had anticipated being said or suggested. Uh, but there was an immediate consensus across the whole nominating committee in the last couple minutes of that meeting that maybe it would be wise just to hold off for now. And as we begin to regather and refamiliarize ourselves with each other, uh, that we can accept those nominations. So the two amendments that are being sent to you, one is just basically on giving us the ability to vote Virtually, in a legal fashion, um, a lot of churches, obviously, that had their fiscal meetings in in March or April, were unable to have those meetings in person, and they were like us. We had to adopt a proposed budget, um, an already voted upon budget, and then we were kind of paralyzed. So you remember Abby Huffstetler, her sister is an attorney at law and she specializes in, um, what would you say? What, what would be the area of law she specializes in? Corporate law or... She gave us a seminar. It was a virtual seminar. Hundreds of pastors joined it from across the country about how to set up an amendment to your church constitution that allows you to legally vote in a virtual fashion. And so Mr. Hickson attended that. I watched that. Some others in our leadership did. And uh, we just didn't feel it be wise that we would be paralyzed again if something like this occurred. Um, so that that me- amendment, I would encourage you to read through it. Uh, and you'll be voting on that. The other amendment is somewhat of a, I guess we could call it um, an associate membership. And that associate membership Uh, is uh, for those that are in our church uh, for a short time, uh, anywhere from three to five years, two to six years, whatever. They're dedicated. They're with us. Um, They hold a membership at a home church in another state, but they might be here for schooling. They might be here for a medical residency. They might be here for a job internship. A lot like our CIM CIM students and others alike. It allows them... um, Serving status at certain levels, and we need you to to look at that amendment and um, very carefully, uh, because we would allow, we would want these folks. I believe the amendment we actually titled Pastor Steve as serving member, or yeah, serving non-member, serving non-member, uh, but gives them an opportunity to serve in a way that they feel that the Lord's gifted them. Um, it's it's pretty clear, but. Um, Again, those have been emailed to you. We ask you to take a look at those. And that's what we'll, you will be voting on next Sunday morning after the morning service. The budget, uh, those two positions of clerk and lifetime deacon, and, uh, and also those amendments. And there'll be one other thing that we'll be voting on, and um, we'll talk about that now as Quan gets ready to pull that slide up on the screen. Uh, many of you know... Pastor Steve's taking you through well with his glory team, keeping you up to date on properties and and the building program and so forth and so on. I know you all know by now. If you don't, we were awarded the bid on the home uh, two doors down, uh, so that's a blessing. I think that'll be closing. It's already closed. It's already it's already closed on Friday, and it's already rented out. So, um, God's already going to be uh, giving that investment back to us, and hopefully begin to pray for the souls in that home, that they'll be able able to be a witness to them for sure. Um, It's been a lot of fluid things, and I would say providentially fluid things. Uh, They always tell my boys in sports and my daughter in sports, quit trying to control what you can't control. Only control what you can control. (laughs) Uh, most athletes lose their way when they begin to try to control things that they can't control. To me, I can put a Bible verse to that spiritually in First Peter 5. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you in due time. So we've really been going a week by week, month by month, because it's very, very difficult to plan for the future. We'll plan, but we've learned that, that God directs. So... One of the things that he's directed is the potential of not just praying for land for 30 years and then redirecting our steps and maybe not being able to utilize it, uh, but to sell it, to use it as an investment for back here to the original building program, which, which could be very much God's will. We don't know. Um, but what we would like to do is to get your approval, um, and we'll throw it up here and, and read it together. Uh, This evening, Uh, we purchased the 14-plus acres on Adkins Road in a competitive public bid in 2018. We immediately began a years-long planning process. During the time we were finalizing our plans, negotiating with the buyer for our current property and pursuing building, the pandemic hit. With worldwide uncertainty, we put the building process on hold. Then our buyer for our current site withdrew their offer. Building materials have increased exponentially. Some have tripled. As we plan to do the best of our ability, we're unwavering our commitment to let God direct us. In these times, it is abundantly clear that while man plan, God directs. And we remain thankful. We believe it. God's direction is wisest to redirect from developing the Edkins Road property to pursue once again investing in increased capacity on our current site. And that obviously included the home that we were just able to obtain. Okay? So the leadership desires the best use and stewardship of the Edkins Road property, and this may be future ministry develop, development, as we're praying about, or this may be selling the property and using the funds to advance building on our current site. So the elders are asking the congregation to authorize the sale of the Adkins Road property for a reasonable market value if... At a certain point, it is more advantageous to use the equity and the property for building purposes on our current site. So obviously, we would keep you informed of that and very, very much up-to-date, window-rolled-down fashion. We're uncertain which one of these two would be the case. Um, I personally uh, would like to develop that for outreach purposes somehow and some (laughs) kind creative way. I don't know why we prayed for that for 30 years, and then God would just turn around, and and, and but he can do what he can do. And we'll humble ourselves under his twists and turns for sure. Um, but we would just like to have your authority. We're not deciding on it tonight. This is just FYI. But that'll be one of the matters on the ballot next Sunday. Okay? That you would give uh, the elders the authority to, to do what's wisest for that, whether... Utilization with your approval or sale with your approval, okay? And, um, and go from there, okay? There, there already is active interest in the property. It's not even up for sale <laughs> in a formal fashion, but word travels fast um, through the city and other means. And um, I have people out in town that I've not even talked to that said, hey, I hear you, there's a reversal on your property because you lost your buyer. It's like, well, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, But they're good friends that uh, are concerned about us and our future, uh, both in the city and in the public. But anyways, that'll be on the ballot for next week, and if you have any questions on that, uh, for sure, you can, again, we'll be here after the service and and, uh, be able to field any of your questions. Okay? All right, I believe that is the conclusion of our business matters. So we would like to continue on with celebrating God's faithfulness through, as demonstrated through his people. Okay? Um, So, we're gonna do that. One of the ways we're gonna do that is we're gonna recommit ourselves to faithfulness on Sunday evenings in this fashion you know going forward that every first Sunday of the, night, of the month we're going to have the Lord's Supper. And we're going to celebrate and remember together. Uh, we started that last month uh, and it was, it was a blessing. It was a, a, a passion service on that Sunday evening. We're going to just do that on the first Sunday of the month. At the conclusion of that service, we'll have various ways for you to intentionally fellowship together. Uh, and the elders will meet on that first Sunday night of the month after the Lord's Supper as you intentionally fellowship uh, together. The second, third, and fourth Sunday nights of the month, we are going to be having rotating fellowship groups per your Bible study hour fellowships. So um, whatever the name of your group is, uh, from youth group to college and career to first five years to young marrieds, all the way up. We're going to be having rotating fellowship nights. Um, encouraging folks to have those, those groups have the fellowship here on site. Um, maybe sometimes they'll be off-site. Uh, whatever, your fellowship, whatever your fellowship group and its leaders desire to do. Uh, and once in a while, we're going to continue to have the whole church gather together for fellowship. The celebration of service isn't going to end. Right? The picnic at the Potters is not going to end, by God's grace. Uh, the annual church picnic uh, at our favorite place uh, is not going to end. We're always going to have times for the church to get together as a whole. But those second and third, fourth Sunday evenings, uh, we'll be rotating fellowship groups. We're going to get all that out to you, to your leaders, and to your fellowship groups here uh, in short order. Uh, but we just wanted to let you know, um, the fifth Sunday... Anytime there's a month where there's a fifth Sunday, we're going to continue to have those as being outreach Sundays where you can meet with your disciplees, your disciplers, and or meet with people that don't know the Lord Jesus, that you're trying to build a redemptive relationship with those folks, and those will remain the same. Okay? By the way, this was something that we were going to do when we did move down to Adkins, if that's what the Lord's will was going to be. Sunday evenings, I've told my class and others for a long time, we're going to look a little different. But while we have those rotating Sunday evening fellowship groups, there will always be someone preaching through a book of the Bible here on site. So that's not going to change, okay? So if your fellowship group is not meeting on a particular night, hypothetically, if the Maturity Matters isn't meeting, there will be a a service where the Bible's taught that you can attend, okay? And we'll let you know. how that goes. Okay? Did I miss say anything? No. I think it's good. All right. Two out of three? I did misspeak. It'll be all right. I didn't blow up anything. No, nothing thermonuclear. Just a spark. A little spark. All right. They can stomp out my spark later, I suppose. Okay? We need a lot of fellowship, and we need fellowship within our groups, intentional fellowship. And uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes here for a few months and uh, continue on, all right? We would like to have, um, at this time, those of you who are here uh, that are 10-year members. If you're not here this evening, you're welcome to either stop by the office and pick up your gift, or it can be mailed to you. Uh, so, if you're in the auditorium, uh, or here in the building, Carol Turkelson, uh, Harry and Lynn Dodd, Anna McGregor, Karen Smitko, Bethany Gray, Rosemary Wilt, Dennis Brant, Josh Carney, Greg Nagel. Um, I had no idea that your mom was going to be home with the Lord, my friend, but we would like you to come up and receive... Uh, your mom and your stepdad's award, if you would, uh, on their behalf, if you're so inclined to do so. And if not, we understand. Uh, Charlotte Sindelar, Emily Kulin, Doug Keller, Kathy Laughlin, Caleb Potter, uh, Chris and Allegra Wazaleski, Ryan Grenier, Pam Campbell, Jim Galen, Quan and Karen Wong, and Julia Pasquale. If you are here, come on up front. Let's have you line up and let's let God's people celebrate his faithfulness demonstrated through your lives now Harry and Lynn Dodd next year you have to understand they're going to get award for time served what does that mean this is a 10-year award since they came back from Illinois but they were here for uh, almost 10 years right before they left for Illinois so next year they're going to get a 20-year award but we're giving them a 10-year award now and we just decided to call it time served so next year you'll be back up here you will just have lived 10 years in a year how's that Okay. Yes, Times. <laughs> All right. All right. Daryl, thank you so much for coming up. I know it has to be difficult, but we appreciate it, and we thank God for His faithfulness shown through your sweet mom. Um, what a blessing! And Mrs. Sindalar, has it been a decade already? Wow! Kissing through masks not at home <laughs> all right Yeah. moving right along all right let's give the Lord a round of applause for his faithfulness through these three folks Thank you ladies and gentlemen, very, very much. It's a small token of our appreciation, uh, but a token nonetheless. You may be seated. We'll look forward to the next 10 years, and in the Dodds case, celebrating 20 next year. Patricia Badig, Lance and Renee King, Sean Norris, Linda Tarsitano is in Florida, Les in Cindy Yeager, Jim and Pam Dahlhausen, Meg Hobbes, Kevin and Leslie Malone, Tim and Donna Stafford, Jameson and Amy Stenoyan, and Vaughn Stafford. If any of you are in the auditorium, you may step forward this evening. Yes? Oh, Stephen Anderson. Thank you. Mr. Knapp, I hope you're okay. Good to see you. Amen. All right. Stephen Anderson if your name was called out we'd like to honor you for 20 years of service and if you're live streaming from home and unable to be here we will make sure that you get your gift for allowing God's faithfulness to work through you so come on up Mrs. Badding anyone else's name that was called Just because less Cindy's is bigger, it doesn't mean it was more expensive. We don't don't love them any more than the other 20 year members. Just want to let you know that we all love Jesus and you the same. Anyways, this is for Meg, but thank you for receiving that uh, on her behalf. So let's thank the Lord with a round of applause for these folks. move on to our 30-year recipients, I just want to thank you parents who brought your children tonight. Um, Believe it or not, back in the day, that's just what parents did with their kids. They brought them to church and we had to behave as we sat in seats, but you know what? I heard a lot of wonderful and glorious things as a child that I still remember uh, that I saw and heard in worship services and evening services that benefited me for the rest of my life. So thank you, and thank you kids for doing such a great job sitting here, and and you'll never really know uh, what a child absorbs in a time like this, even though they can't speak with subject and verb agreement yet. Uh, It's a big deal, and they're made in God's image, and they're able to enjoy uh, what God enjoys um, in their own way, in their own way. All right. All right. Evelyn Knott is not able to be with us tonight. Is Diane Weston here this evening? Um, We did not send out um, reminders of these folks for their awards because this is what we found out. When we send out reminders that they're getting an award, they typically don't like to come. (laughs) So we were spending more on postage, right? This year, uh, they don't like to be embarrassed and brought up front. Um, one person even said jokingly, if you even mention my name publicly again, you'll, I'll remove my membership. Ha, ha, ha. It's like, okay, I get it. The Bible says to honor those who honor God. And so that's what we'd like to do. And um, so thank you, uh, Mrs. Weston and Evelyn, for uh, 30 years of, of loyalty by grace. Okay? Uh, Marilyn Ennin has moved out to live with her family in Orwell and is becoming a part of Orwell Bible Church under Pastor Dan Greenfield. But she has not transferred her membership out there yet. So we'd like to thank the Lord for uh, Marilyn's ministry to to us. And this goes clear back to, uh, my goodness, when I was a teenager, junior high school, when she used to come with her children and faithfully serve the Lord here Even after her husband passed, um, she served the Lord well. Super thankful for her example and spirit filled disposition in my life as a young boy, maybe even as an old man now. All right. Thank you, Marilyn. Praise God. Uh, My favorite time of the night is to. What's that? Has it been that long? Yeah, I guess it's way it <laughs> that's a long time. <laughs> look good. Yeah, yeah. What's that? my place in my notes now. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, I wasn't lying. I really did lose where my notes are. Um, yes, yeah, so like when I was 13 I became a member? Is that what it was? Yeah. I must have known what I was doing. What's that? That's what the scrollings on the cave walls say. Nick, I heard someone tell me this week. Masks are people with masks are for people with pretty eyes and ugly faces. And might I say, you have both pretty eyes and a pretty face. All right. I mean, seriously, haven't you been surprised to talk to someone for at length and then see them take their mask? I was like, that is not what I thought they looked like. Tell me that hasn't happened to you. That has to have happened to you. I mean... So much so it's almost hard for your jaw not to drops Like, I think. I wonder what they're thinking of me when I take mine off. This big schnoz. <laughs> I must admit, it did get weird when you started to let the beard grow out and you were masking the beard. That was hard for me. <laughs> Carrie, I can't imagine how hard it was for you. <laughs> Just cover it all up, right? We'll buy it. We'll get that mask. We'll find it. We'll find it. And then you'll have to be kissing through them at home, right, Pastor Steve? All right. Carrie votes for the full facial mask. All right. I love to just honor people who honor God with unseen, you know, acts of spiritual virtue by the general public of the church. God always sees. God always sees Your faithfulness demonstrated by his grace to one another. We can't uh, recognize every one of those virtuous acts of love towards one another. Uh, But from time to time, I just pray. And this year, we have the opportunity to hand out uh, these recognitions to individuals that span 24 months, not just the last 12. Okay? So some of these are going to be gifts that we're giving to folks that would have been given gifts last year if we were able Uh, to meet. Okay? So, uh, Hope Mavar, are you here? Or Hope? Hope Brown, are you here? Right? Hope will be given a gift because um, to me, me, uh, and I use superlative language here, some of the greatest faithfulness demonstrated in the local church is done so in the child care rooms. And Period. And um, for child care leaders to have folks that are just on automatic pilot when it comes to being faithful to a particular slot of service among those children. And you never have to wonder if they're going to show up or get called or, or wonder if they're going to continue or not. Uh, those folks are tremendous blessings to the church. And therefore, tremendous blessings of faithfulness to our children, examples of faithfulness to our children. Hope's one of those gals and, um, who served faithfully in a particular time slot for quite a long time, and it's worthy uh, of recognition uh, to be sure. Okay? It's so a round of applause for Hope. And quite frankly, ditto for Donna. You did the same thing.
1: <laughs> Come on up, Donna.
0: <laughs> I can't read this. lips. You're welcome. So I'm giving her this not only because of her faithfulness to our kids in Christ, but she is not <laughs> retiring, but just transitioning to other areas of ministry. <laughs> uh, the ministry of Grandma. <laughs> That's a, that's a part-time, full-time yeah. thing. But congr- thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Now, even though there's some that have not been able to return to ministry in the child care, we're assuming that you will in God's timing. Um, and so we thank, thank those who continue to faithfully serve or want to serve as we all Uh, wisely gather back as God directs our hearts. Okay? Um, I would like to publicly thank uh, Frank Pavlik. I don't believe Frank's here this evening. Uh, Frank Pavlik, along with the Sealingers and so many others, uh, oversaw our nursing home ministry for years, faithfully. faithfully. And uh, Frank is transitioning um, away from that and actually making a geographical move, so Frank will be departing the Grace family here uh, in a formal fashion, something he doesn't want to do, but something he needs to do as he transitions into a time of life where his family needs to give him more care uh, in a First Timothy 5 way. So uh, praise God for Frank and his faithfulness to to the nursing home ministry and his faithfulness. This wasn't just on Sundays, I mean, this was Fridays, like 52 weeks a year normally. He would come here, do the ministry, have lunch with a pastor, and then um, continue on with his weekend. But thank you, Frank, if you're watching, and we'll get this gift uh, to you. All right, is Liz Ramura here tonight? Liz, if you're joining us by live stream, thank you. I wanted to recognize Liz for her um, undying care for discipleship of women and um, probably quite a few that I'm even unaware of. <laughs> um, Liz sends me regularly a ministry update list. It's kind of like a Liz Ramura ministry update list and it's, it's just packed full of souls that she just gives her life to like a pastor would in addition to other aspects of ministry and um, uh, I'm not going to tell you how old Liz is that would not be appropriate but God's grace is amazing as he works through that gal Um, and again discipleship is just one of those areas Uh, her and her husband have a tremendous prayer ministry for us as pastors A tremendous care ministry for us Liz and her husband are constantly writing me notes of encouragement, and um, uh, those are all kept and reread often. uh, So much appreciated. Uh, But Liz, I've known what you've done, what you are doing. Other ladies who partner with you in Ladies Ministry probably don't even know all that you're doing because you're not saying. But God knows. And so thank you for your faithfulness. Right, is Jeff Ash down here tonight? Oh, you've got to get Jeff. Call him back. He, is, is he bringing Mary Jo back here to church? Oh, tell him. Text your mom, Zach. Tell her he's going to be about four minutes late. All right because he can take a gift because I've got one for Mary Jo too. Right? Thank you to those who went and and found him. Rob and Nicole McCallion, I don't believe, are here tonight. Uh, They're another couple that faithfully served in child care on Wednesday nights and like clockwork. And if you know how difficult it was in their foster care and foster to adopt getting those kids rallied up and here in a timely fashion every, every Wednesday night was nothing less of heroic. And that's not an exaggeration. And they did it without complaint, always with a smile. And I wanted to recognize God's faithfulness to them and their ministry to our kids. And we'll make sure that uh, we do that. I might sneak this in on them on a sunny morning uh, when they are here. To recognize them. All right? So, Rob and Nicole, uh, thank you very, very much. Right. Deb Malinsky uh, is another gal we'd like to recognize as Jeff works his way back into the auditorium. And uh, how are you going to say no to Big Tyler? <laughs> Tyler has a multifaceted ministry here at Grace Church. You know, yep. Come on up, Jeffrey. Okay, okay okay so Jude how long did Mary Jo have people ladies into her home every Wednesday night for evangelism and discipleship before prayer meeting before COVID five years 60 months now think about that are Wednesdays tough even to get to church But then carving out time to prepare food for saved and unsaved ladies every Wednesday night for five years before COVID. That's amazing. That's amazing grace, for sure. So I wanted to recognize Mary Jo tonight. So I'll let you give her this gift and a big hug from us. Okay. And uh, for Jeffrey, um, Jeffrey is... Uh, transitioning into other ministry, away from men's prayer breakfast that he oversaw faithfully for quite a long time, and um, that's that's the ministry that underpins the ability of this church to serve God. And um, we're praying for someone just like you to come and to take it, and um, because you did it very very well. Yep, next generation. But thank you for your faithfulness in men's prayer breakfast and those you served with, all right?
1: Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: thank you. Thank you, you to serve with you. I know, I know your heart. God does too. Thanks brother, be careful. Tell her it's my fault you're late. Sue Bear is unable to be here uh, this evening. This is one of our special gals that also carved out consistent time in her schedule to minister to our kids um, every Sunday night. And um, my wife's kind of the one that kind of oversees that part of the building. And, you know, from a husband-slash-pastor standpoint... Uh, you all know that served back in that part of the building how how grateful she is, we are, to just not have to wonder uh, how faithful you were going to be. And uh, so Sue on Sunday nights was just a lock. And we praise God for her faithfulness. So uh, maybe, Nick, you can come on up and receive this on your mom's behalf tonight and deliver this to her. And uh, maybe you can take your little one there to give it to Grandma this week, okay? So Sue, thank you. you. All right, Jude, come on up here. This is my fault, Jude. I know how much you love this. Um, It would be absolutely... Uh, ungracious of me, unkind of me, and irresponsible of me at anything you want to it. If we did not recognize Jude for her oversight and care for Great Lakes Bible Institute for years. And, um, anything that she is, the Institute is, or it will be, will forever be blamed, the success of it on Jude. And, um, while we appreciate uh, Pastor Mike and Tony taking the reins there and moving it forward, and uh, we all know that they're already doing a great job and will continue to do, the foundation that was built there from so many angles and so many layers and um, thousands of hours sacrificed uh, so our people could grow deeper in the understanding of God's word. Um, And she did all of this with without uh, our church investing in good technology <laughs> to help her do it. And um, so I'm amazed by that grace, Jude, in your life and because and, it's God's grace and um, uh, he knows, he knows and your uh, much more sufficient reward awaits you there. Graciously um, handed over those reins and done a great job with the transition. Um, and um, the future is bright because of her investment. And she whispered to me, She goes, You're right, if you'd have told me I was going to get this tonight, I would have found something else to do. <laughs> so, wise move. Anyways, now no one's going to come back next year. <laughs> so, anyways. All right, uh, Ron and Jan Hart, come on up here. I'd like to recognize these folks for so many reasons we could recognize um, uh, these folks for, but in particular, in my heart, um, and, I, and I think probably because you were invested in as college students, you probably have a heart for that age group and, and for young marrieds as well. Um, Many, some of you know, many of you probably don't know how much they open up their home to college students, our CIM students, and young marrieds, and their discipleship of young marrieds, and, and um, countless hours of sacrifice to minister to many, many people. And they have the ability to do it very personally. Um, that intentional um, intentionality is very, very tender. And um, they're able to, by God's grace, use their giftedness to endear souls to their souls. And uh, that has eternal ramifications, my friends, because you remember going through those college years and those premarital years and those first five years of marriage. And um, I praise God for His grace and sustaining them as individuals, as a couple, and as a home. And uh, heaven will tell us the fruit of your labor because I don't think any of us could begin to wrap our minds or hearts around um, the fruit from the seed that you've planted. So this is small. I hope you can use it to maybe go see a grandbaby or two. Uh, But thank you for your faithfulness to these young people. I know it is. That's why it's a pleasure to recognize you. Jeff came back in the auditorium, so I wanted to take a moment to to recognize Deb Malinsky now. Now you know that Mrs. Cadence is her mother-in-law, and Sandy went home to be with the Lord this week, so I'm sure she's busy about caring for their family. Is she here? You're here! I didn't see you. Well, come on up here. I'm sorry I didn't see you. I'm glad we have fingers that point. All right, sweetheart, can you come on up here? I'll share my part of recognizing her, but can you just share from your heart? Come on. It's so multifaceted, her ministry. Come on up, Deb. Hi,
2: Deb. Okay, so... Oh, glory. So Deb is the one that, when the, uh, the valet was working, they got coffee every Sunday morning, and Deb made sure she got here early to get the coffee going, For the valet, that's not all she does. She also works every time there is a um, arch thing, uh, like what do you call those? Not arch, but the seminars. Yes, she comes in with Sharon Lewis and she helps prepare food, whatever is needed, snacks, etc. She does all that, and the list could go on and on. So she's kind of like she also does childcare, but the list goes on and on. But she does all those underground things that really make a difference to. The the gals in the office, and all those things that happen that you know in support of the bigger, more flashier side of ministry, and so um, you are significant. (laughs) Um,
0: thank Thank you. I have, I have that proof texts, but texts that prove her love and loyalty to the Lord and to me and to ministry. Uh, It can be a consistent refrain of her to me about how she wants to serve the Lord and how thankful she is that the Lord is served here. Um, um, And personally to me, you've been a great encouragement for all kinds of reasons. So thank you for that. And I know all glory goes to God. Yes. But thank you for allowing his grace to work through you. Thank you. In more ways than we've mentioned. But praise God. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for coming up. All right, let's all stand together and have a word of prayer to be dismissed. Again, the, the budget committee will remain up front. Some elders you're welcome to come on up front if you have any questions about the amendments any questions about the budget any things that we're going to be voting on next Sunday morning um, uh, please come I suppose we'll need a quorum then and you will be signing in in normal fashion for that beginning before the Sunday school hour during the Sunday school hour we try to make that as efficient process as possible so thanks to Donna and Rhonda we're able to do that so that 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 meeting is usually no more than five to seven minutes, because you've been well informed, you've had plenty of time to pray uh, the discussion time, uh, really is mostly now, if you have concerns or, or whatever, come on up yeah, call Pastor Kent all you want during the week, he'd be glad to help um yeah, call during the week, come on up here, um want to be as transparent as as we possibly can. Um, Would you just pray for something kind of silly? So we finally came up with a date to um, have uh, the the service in Panama for Mark to be able to transition to Pastor David, uh, the ministry there. Um, He invited me down for that service. And I said, this is great. Right. So when we finally came up for the date with the date, which was took a long time because of covid issues in Panama and then here and so forth. I was kind of not last minute, but it's the quickest time I've ever planned an international trip. Uh, So I went and just checked my passport and it went out of date in February. So. We got to the post office as quickly as we could. We paid the $170 rush fee. Uh, And I don't have it yet, and I'm supposed to fly out Friday morning. So, if you would pray that God would somehow tweak someone's conscience to say, Hey, look, I think this is a really important opportunity for this guy. I'm going to get this out to him. Overnight mail. That'd be super. Um... that's going to be a glorious service next Sunday. Looking forward to that. Uh, Pastor Hobie will be here uh, preaching God's word, whoever's next in in rotation. But Pastor Hobie will be overseeing the brief five to seven minute vote after the service. And if my passport doesn't come in, I suppose I will be. All right. Um, We had an opportunity to speak to about 100 churches uh, Monday and Tuesday this week, this past week. God really used that in some wonderful ways. I just want to encourage your heart that um, I did not know, but they were going to be having uh, some panel discussions and some network sessions outside the keynote speaking opportunities. And uh, I didn't know it until I got there and saw it in the schedule. Uh, And two of those panel discussions and network sessions were about how God used Grace Church of Mentor to encourage churches throughout the state of Iowa to begin their disciple-making cultures. It's like, wow, I got to go check this workshop out and see what's going on, see how they're doing. You know, so I did. I went into both of them, and uh, that's been my prayer goal for years, that if we could help encourage five churches per state and then have them spiritually replicate themselves, then they don't have to call us anymore. Right? Just if it's God's will, right? If it's God's will, it should be doable in any size church in any culture. And uh, so, thank you for faithfully serving in that capacity here. Because when these folks come here for the seminar and they watch you, the Spirit of God's doing something to light a fire in them to go back. And it was it was a constant refrain in that panel discussion that pastors actually knew how the church was going to survive during the pandemic because they had enough time to get disciple making started in their church where it could continue fascinating but um uh, five of them i spoke with afterwards and i said listen guys anyone from iowa that calls us i'm just going to tell them to call you and why don't you guys set up your own seminars and they said we'll do it i said praise god praise god and so We've got about seven states now with at least five churches trained and I'm really looking for all 50 uh, so that we can just do great commission work here right in our own Jerusalem and let them connect for gospel purposes. I think that's all peppered all over the Bible, that interdependent work together for gospel purposes. That was a blessing and one prayer request. All right, Father in heaven, we love you. Thank you again for your faithfulness. It is great towards us. Your loving kindness is renewed every morning towards us. And we thank you, Lord, for uh, these sweet saints. And they're allowing uh, the grace of God to uh, flow through their lives, to minister the encouragement of God and the comfort of God to one another. Uh, We lift up to you again, Lord, those souls we prayed for this morning who've lost loved ones this week. Um, May they know your comfort, particular to their situation in their souls, all by your grace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Lord, bless you all, and we'll see you, Lord willing, on Wednesday night.